0: Welcome to this episode of Here's Something Good, a production of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Each day, we aspire to bring you the good news, the silver lining, the glass half full, because there is good happening in the world everywhere, every day. We just need to look for it and share it. Here's something good for today. This week's U.S. elections have certainly created uncertainty. For many, that's led to anxiety, sleeplessness, even sadness. But there are ways to pull ourselves out of a negative thought spiral that uncertainty sometimes causes. And the elections aren't the only uncertainty we're facing right now. Of course, there are the unknowns about COVID. There's uncertainty about the economy. Although we hope it will be better, no one knows for sure what 2021 will bring. So how do we deal with uncertainty? What is the best way to quell our anxiety? Well, when we have questions like this, we go ask Dr. Gale. Dr. Gail Saltz is a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a bestselling author and host of the upcoming podcast, Go Ask Dr. Gail. Here's what she had to say. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me on this, wow, stressful day.
0: Well, I think you said it well. The uncertainty of today is um, definitely affecting folks. How are you finding people are reacting to this level of uncertainty?
1: Most people have tremendous difficulty with uncertainty. It's pretty normal. Um, Uncertainty drives one to question because, of course, by definition, you don't have answers, but you're wanting answers. And the more that your mind questions itself with, well, you know, what if this happened versus what if that happened? the more that tends to drive anxiety and generate anxiety. And the more so, the more that you answer those questions, what if this terrible thing happens, and you try to answer it in your mind, it actually provides positive feedback for the question in the first place. Like you feel a moment of relief that you kind of answered, even if it's a dreadful answer. And that is what keeps the loop in place, that positive feedback, so that you keep going farther and farther, unfortunately down the rabbit hole. Um, And that's why uncertainty is so difficult. And at the same time, why it's so important that we develop tools and methods of tolerating uncertainty, which is what all of us are going to have to do now.
0: So are you suggesting that if we're looking too much for answers, we create a continuing negative of, of asking questions and focusing on the uncertainty. How do we get out of that spiral? So really what
1: in shorthand, I would usually tell a patient, for example, if we were struggling with this, is to say, you've got your problem. You're gonna do your basic low-hanging fruit problem solving. So like, I'm not, I don't wanna tell people, hey, be in denial, stick your head in the sand. Not at all. Acknowledge the problem. Do some problem solving that's obvious problem solving if there's something can be done. So, for example, pre-election, that would have been go vote. Now we're um, (laughs) post-election and there's uncertainty and you can't really affect that vote, right? So if you continue to spiral about that and keep asking what if this and this calamitous thing had happened and then what if that, now, by definition, since you can't problem solve, that's just pure worry. That's pure anxiety. And you basically need to answer it with, that's just my anxiety. That's just my worry. It doesn't deserve an answer. I'm just going to let it sit there. And the more that you are able to let it sit there, not fight with it. Like, I can't think that. Don't, I don't, I'm not advocating for that, but also not answer it, but kind of let it float there. Almost visually, the image is as if a cloud were floating by. The more that you do that and don't answer it there's no positive reinforcement, and the more those thoughts tend to dissipate. So over time, your anxiety diminishes, and you you stop basically what ifing.
0: I love that image of the cloud. So in a way, you're saying we can compartmentalize by visualizing the uncertainty and then letting it kind of drift by.
1: Some people find it helpful to think of it in a very concretized way, like, this is my thought, and I'm just not going to answer it. But some people are helped by visual imagery of my thought is, you know, sometimes I use a a cloud, I'm just going to let it float by. It's not that I don't see it. It's not that it's not there, but I'm going to let it just
0: float along. What can we do to help others in our circle who are suffering because of this uncertainty?
1: So if you frankly see that someone and this is very common. For example, parents will notice this about children who are having high anxiety that the child keeps coming back and saying, but what if some form of that, but what if, you know, you get hit by a bus tomorrow or the sky falls or, you know, what it, whatever it might be. But you might notice you have friends sort of saying, yeah, but I was thinking, what if this happens? Um, whatever it is in your sphere, just pointing out, just identifying for them, objectively speaking, that that they are you know worrying it's not problem solving and reminding them quite honestly and yourself that one can die a thousand deaths over things that never happen right we can spend our whole lives and i see this often right ruining our time feeling miserable over things that never happen so encourage them to to do really what i'm telling you to do which is to to do their problem solving but let their, let their what ifs uh, go by also. And this is important for you or someone that's in your sphere, do things that do relax your body and relax your mind because it will help diminish that as well. So I could be talking about, you know, like 30 minutes of aerobic exercise or, you know, progressive muscle relaxation, you know, tightening your muscles and relaxing them or, or pace, deep breathing. There are many tools So people take up mindfulness. There are tools that you can accrue that will help you in times like this, in times of uncertainty to calm your sympathetic nervous system, which in turn will help slow down the rate at which those thoughts come to you.
0: Dr. Gail always has such great advice. And this is one of those times where we definitely need it more than ever. So here's something good for today. The uncertainty that we're all facing right now doesn't have to derail us or send us into a funk. As Dr. Gale says, we can start to feel better when we acknowledge what we're feeling. We can say to ourselves, that's just my anxiety talking. We don't have to try to fight it. In some cases, we can just let it be. And I love the imagery she uses. We can think about our negative thoughts as a cloud. We know they're there, but we're going to let them float by. Finally, if you relax your body, you can also use it to relax your mind. Dr. Saltz recommends aerobic activity, progressive muscle relaxation, and deep breathing. If we try some of these tips, we can start to feel better, even amidst all this uncertainty. Thank you for listening, and please share today's Something Good with others in your life. This is Kim Azzarelli, co-author of Fast Forward and co-founder of Seneca Women. To learn more about Seneca Women, go to SenecaWomen.com or download the Seneca Women app free in the App Store. Here's Something Good is a production of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Have a great day. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
1: Visit gcu.edu.